That's the fucking governor. Who's that, Chet? Spitzer. Well, what, what case was that? I represent the Russian girl that was charged with extorting him for $400,000. Uh-huh. This fucking piece of shit. This is a domestic violence. Yeah. Must arrest, unless uh-huh. you're Spitzer. Yeah. We got these recordings of him. And who, the thre- cops didn't arrest him? No. Oh. You never helped me. You ruined my life. He's a fucking spitzer. Wow. Too bad it wasn't Cuomo. I'd like to see that oh, cocksucker at college. Nobody wants him more than I do. That he sued me when I was a cop. Oh, really? He was in private practice. He needs to have his... No, you, oh, you know who I'd rather oh. see get punched? His brother. Chris. Chris? Fredo. Fredo. Oh, I thought what he was like... What a great like, way to start off the second half of the show here. <laughs> Sorry. We're back, man. We're back Sorry. with uh, part two. With our guest today. That's so funny. He's, uh, he's a lawyer, but he's currently running for the Queens DA. He gave us a great first hour. Joe Murray, what's up? Yeah. Uh, before so, we start, I just want to mention the, what a beautiful day here we are in the palatial estates <laughs> up here in Austin. And uh, was, we wanted to finish up because we promised the, 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 quote, the last tail end part of this story, the civil yeah. part of your story. Oh, my God. That started off with the, the altercation that you had with another, with a detective from the tenth, the tenth squad, tenth squad, yeah. And um, crazy, that guy took a swing at you. And so wait, so I got transferred to the the three two. That's what I think. That's the tomb we of gloom. <laughs> tomb of gloom. So Lee Pactor ahead of time worked there with this guy and knew him. You know, can I stop you one time? Lee Pactor was in RIP for like five yes. or six years. Yes. And that was before the 18-month law. Right. And I had heard he was a great cop. And oh, he never man. promoted him Hundreds to of gun collars. And he never made detectives. Yeah, yeah. And that was how the That's job sad. the job used the shit out of you back then. Yeah. They had guys in RIP five, six years. Oh, no, oh, you're not getting God. promoted. Oh, my God. The collars yet. he made, too. Yeah. Yeah. Big stuff. So, so when this thing happened... Tony calls Lee, Petrak, the, the detective, calls him because they worked together in the 3-2 when they came on the job. And he stops him. He goes, Lee stops him. He says, look, I know what you want, Tony. You want me to tell you Joe Murray's the biggest piece of shit? He goes, honestly, we have a hard enough time getting him to hit people in the ring. Forget about outside the mm-hmm. ring. He's the nicest guy in the world, and I can't help you. So um, Lee tells me this story. Then Lee starts getting phone calls from all kinds of people from the 3-2. And he goes, I didn't know any of this, but this guy was a hated guy. You know, like on uh, Payday, you know, you have your little club night. Right. The guy you hit was a hated guy. He was a hated guy. Okay. So, But he was like a tough guy, you know, so people like shied away from him. So he's in the 3-2 and they would play cards together, you know, uh, Payday and stuff. And the one night there playing like he won 12 hands in a row and somebody counts the cards and there's two aces missing like this is you know (laughs) what the fuck is going on here so they threw him out of the club like they hated him so it's the funny thing is i got modified i'm in left rack and there's a nurse there she's like i tell you a funny story so she says I was out to dinner with a friend of mine. When you say you got modified, this is still as a result of all this shit that's going on. Well, once you're suspended for 30 days, they put you back, back. without your gun so and shield. So before you go, before you wind up go, going to the 3-2, you're still unmodified. I was unmodified. So, so where were you? You were in, in left rack, left in rack. Queens. 
So this nurse is like, I gotta tell you a funny story because people would call up, hey, you know this guy Joe Murray, and and everyone is like, is this the detective's friend or is this Joe's friend? Like who? Mm-hmm. So she goes, I'm out to dinner with this lieutenant. Uh, I won't say his name, but anyway, uh, she says we're having dinner, and he says it. He goes, hey, you work at Left Frack? You work with that guy Joe Murray? And she's like, yeah, you know, not knowing what camp he's in. Right, right, right. So she, he goes, what kind of guy is he? And she goes, he's a nice guy. He's quiet. So he goes, wait right here. And he goes out into his, like, uh, den, and he comes back in with the deck of cards. He goes, I still got the deck of cards. He goes, you tell Joe Murray we own dinner for, for doing what we should have did back oh, in the 3-2. Wow. He still had the <laughs> I still so, got the deck of cards. I, I won't name this other person who ended up being a chief on the job, called Lee, and said the same thing. He says, you tell Joe Murray we own dinner, you know, and if he wants to come to my command and work with me, you know, because he was at that card game, too. Wow. So I was learning all this about what kind of guy he is, but I'm still going to the 3-2. And I'm like, why am I going to the 3-2? They wanted to throw you a party. <laughs> a bl- so, blanket party. <laughs> so this is so crazy. So a friend of mine... Uh, calls up the chief in Brooklyn, Brooklyn North, to find out, like, why did I get shipped out before I even got there? And they were like, well, listen, once we heard who you were, uh, they heard who I was. They said, look, we have enough problems in Brooklyn North. He's a Manhattan problem. Send him back to Manhattan. You know, like, <laughs> they were like, this is not the guy we Michael need. Dave, uh, what's his, Mike <laughs> Dowd, Dowd at the time. Yeah. Yeah, That's an interesting so, dynamic because you're actually taking listen, a body that was a problem in another borough. Yeah. And now you're going to, this new borough has going to be accountable for this so-called problem that's coming. Right, right. So no, no, no. You bring keep Murray to Brooklyn. Have him knock out Dowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Not not big, yeah. Dowd. This is how you get off the hook. So See I that get, guy over there? Go break out. his jaw. <laughs> so I get dumped into uh, into 3-2, and I'm in a scooter chart or whatever. So we had a fight. We fought London, and uh, um, I forget who it was. I think it was How Billy. long do those trips last? A week. You go, and we would fight right away. So, so you that, fly over there? So then we could party the rest of the week, you know. Like, oh, so right. you, what, you like two or three fights? Well, no, we'd fight once. We'd once? fight us against the London team mm-hmm. or the Irish team or whatever. We would fight them like we would fly in on a Friday and fight Friday Saturday. Friday afternoon. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 then we'd have the whole week. And we would hang out with them and they would take us around. Uh-huh. And like to their place, it was so, so much fun. So even the guy uh-huh. you fought with, you were drinking with him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> he, whoever lost, you know, had a buy. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, the uh, so I get to the 3-2 there and I walk in. I'm uh, I'm doing my, my first assignment. I'm in the 124 room typing up reports. So these two cops walk in, Daryl Love and Angel Blasini, big, big guys. And they walk in together, and they were partners. And they're like, what are you doing here? So I'm like, I'm typing reports. What, you know, I'm in the 124. I'm like, I don't get it. So like, no, what are you doing here? You know, like, why am I here? I'm not a rookie. Yeah. I got transferred a couple of times already. Why am I here? So I'm thinking, not knowing what they're thinking, I'm thinking this is like friends of Petrak who are going to fuck with me now. So uh, now I'm being a wise ass. I said, I'm I'm taking 61s or whatever. So they say it again. And I said, so then I get up. I say, you know what I'm doing here? I'm here because I knocked out some piece of shit that used to work here. 
And now they dumped me here. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned his name. I said, Tony Petrak. So the two of them look at each other and shake my hand. I said, <laughs> we hated that fucking guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. I mean, yeah. this would have been a fight. These yeah, two yeah. Guys. You had to would have knocked out two more guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have another eight years of so, litigation. <laughs> the CEO is Eddie Bruce Cannon. Cutler, you available? Yeah, right. <laughs> Bruce, it's so funny with Bruce, too. Anyway, so uh, I'll try to speed this up. So Eddie Cannon was the CEO. My last name, but no yes, relation. Yes, no, no relation. relation. You don't want to be related no, to that guy. No, so uh, he was a bad dude, but he was a company guy, and the, the company thing was to bury me. Fortunately for me, the ICO was a decent guy. I don't know if you know Pete Brosnan. I don't know. He was no. the ICO there. So the ICO came to me and says, look, they already got word you're getting this 60 in a year. And the CEO told me, I got to do you. I was like, you're kidding me. In the shower? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, I got to paper you up and they're going to terminate you. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So, because I I had my rounds with... He just said, I got to paper you up and then they're going to terminate you. So we're going to give you 60 days. We're going to take away 60 vacation days from you. That's a little bit, that's more than a year's worth of vacation. No, it was a 60-day suspension. Oh. 60 days suspension. No money, no pay. No money, no pay. And they, you know, that time gets deducted right, from, from your retirement. I thought it was a 60 day rip plus a one year suspension. Those, those no. 60 days get deducted from your appointment. Yeah. From so your, now you you got to make up months. those days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 60 in a year. And then the year of probation, when you read that termination, it was termination probation. When you read that, it says, I agree to be dismissed from the New York City Police Department. However, this penalty will be held in abeyance mm-hmm. at the discretion of the police commissioner who can fire you for any reason so you're or no on reason. Shells, total mm-hmm. eggshells. So I'm like, wow. I didn't want to do it. My lawyer's like, it's okay. You could do it. Unless you do something horrible, they're not going to you know, fire you. <laughs> but Lo I and plan below, on doing something I'm wrong. now in the 3 2, yeah. and the ICO, who's a good guy and knew I got screwed. It's like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I have to do you. So I was like, shit. So, and this is after going a few rounds with, uh, with Cannon. Like, he tried to screw me uh, on a couple things that happened. And um, I, I don't want to embarrass him. There was a couple of chiefs that got involved or whatever. So uh, When you come to work every day, what are you doing? I'm patrol. I'm just, you know... So you're going out, you're handing uh, radio calls in the sector car? In the 3-2, yeah. And in the shootings. So why are you handling these radio calls? Obviously, I'm full duty. I'm watching my back. They're undermining. No matter what you do, they're waiting for that time that no matter... If you do screw up, they're going to write it down. They're going to bury me. And they're going to collect all these But not even that. They're going to do it anyway. They're They're going to flake you, in other words. Yes, exactly. So I had just... Uh, my son was just born uh, in 95, October 25th, 95. Could he hit? He hits hard. So. <laughs> no, it's so funny because uh, I was still boxing, and I just fought in the finals of the uh, New York City Metros against Monty Barrett. I don't yeah. know if you know Monty Barrett. Monty Barrett, yeah. He, he was, I remember Monty Barrett. Didn't he fight? Um, he champ. He, he had two belts. And uh, he was inducted into the him. Hall of Fame him, this year. My head, yeah. He was uh, New York State Boxing Hall of Fame. And we have a business together. We work together. It's, it's funny. My life is so cir- circular. <laughs> uh, so 
I had just fought, whatever, and then my my son was born, and then I get this bomb dropped on me that, yeah, we heard you getting this thing, and the CEO wants to do you. So I got to get out of this thing. So I called Lee. Lee was my guy. And uh, he's like, all right, well, we got to get you out of there, but nobody's going to transfer you out of there if this is their plan. So what do we do? So he was like, all right, um, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to take your guns. You're under the stress of the job. You're having all this, you know, craziness going on. You're just having your son born or whatever. So I was like, all right, great, perfect. So I called the CEO of uh, the medical division. I said, look, if by some chance I get put on restricted duty, <laughs> would I be able to go back there? Because he loved me when I was yeah. there. And he goes, sure, I'll take you back tomorrow. I was like, it may be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I called Lee. Uh, you know, I share with him my life stressors that I went through the Intermortar 9, I surrender my firearms. See you, Cap. You know, so I parachute out of 3 2. Look how devious the job this is, is behind bad. the scenes. So, how they are devious, you know? If they want you, they can get They can do you. It's politics, man. So I parachute out of that, I go to the medical division, and I hang around there for a couple of years, and now I'm going back to full duty again. But the thing is, where do I go? So I had to find a place where I would be somewhat protected. So I ended up going to the 115 in Queens. And then Tommy Kennedy shows up. <laughs> he takes the heat off of me. So. Oh, because so. Tommy's always in trouble. He's so always in trouble. Bring another guy that's always we, got, we hit it off right away. Troublemakers always love each other. So, but it was great because I was like, well, who's the ICO? Because that's the real guy who's going to harpoon me. The ICO is this guy that I drove to the academy with. We carpooled to the academy with. So I was like, all right, great. So we go to the 115, and I hook up with him. Remember when you didn't pay the toll that day? <laughs> yeah, right. You're pregnant. So, uh, so I'm talking to him, and I'm like, listen, this is what happened in the 3-2. I'm assuming it's going to come down here. Just let me know. I'm not expecting you to, like, fight City Hall. Just let me know if it comes down. So I get to the 115, uh, no, right before I got there, because I'm setting everything up to protect myself. This is how right. crazy it is. Ali becomes the, the chief, chief of detectives. Yeah. He was the CEO of the seventh when I was a cop there. And I liked uh, Ali. I loved him. Start, yeah, he was so a good guy, we, man. we had the revolvers at, at that time, and I was he picked me in to be in the pilot program because they, they had a few cops in each precinct the they were doing it for the night. Yeah, yeah. So he picked me because I was an active guy. I was, you know, and, and he was like, "Hey, I, you, and uh, you can have the nine millimeter." So I was so like, he oh, liked "Great, him. he liked, liked me." Yeah, and it's funny because I ran into him after I got because he got transferred out and promoted, and then Captain you know, Anger when he took was over. Back when you were in Midtown North, they put Ali as the midnight duty captain on the Deuce. He would make collars. Yeah, he would make collars. And he was like, he was like, I would hear him on the radio. Man. Yeah. He would slap you with his so go, We got to get to the DA part. All right, so real quick. So so Ali puts me in for the, the pilot program, and he gets promoted and leaves. Captain Anger was there when I got locked up. Oh, that was, that's the guy who was the chief <laughs> one of my parking stories. It's a callback. Yeah. So, it's a callback. So I'll just try to breeze through this. So I happen to be down at court, like, doing something to Queen for a day, and I run into Ali. 
And he sees me and he's like, oh, my God. He goes, do you have any idea the shit I had to go through for you? And I'm like, what? You weren't even there when this happened. He goes, no. They were questioning me. How did you give this fucking nut job a nine millimeter? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm sorry, chief. Whatever. So this is now I get restored to to full duty and I'm going to the 115 now so I'm like look I gotta because Chief Hill picked up the torch after Borelli left to do you though to do me so uh, I said I'm going to Ali because he's the chief of detective so I go into his office I go upstairs and you know he's like oh I'm glad to see you doing all right. you were a good cop you know working with me and uh, he goes what can I do for you I said chief I don't want anything I have everything all worked out I'm going to the 115 I know the ICO whatever I just want to know from you that I'm not going to be hunted by your office and you guys are not going to pick up the torch that Borelli and, and uh, Chief Hill, Hill uh, carried on. So he goes, you have my word. It's nothing's going to come out of You think he backed off Hill? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think so, but... Um, so the, so I get to the 115, thankfully, and I complete my probation and, you know, whatever. But I'm sorry. So now no, you're, no, no, you're but, off probation. Now you're but there, there's a moment here where you were in civil court. Yes. And you start. What happens? Oh, my God. Civil court. So this leads to you becoming a lawyer. Yes. So this case takes eight years to go to trial. The stuff that went on, I actually had to sue the PBA. I had to sue them to pay for my legal representation because at that time I was broke. Right. So uh, the the judge orders them to provide me with because you used to get conflict counsel. If there mm-hmm. are people on both sides, you can't have the same lawyers. Mm-hmm. So there were cops in the 10th precinct who were involved in this thing and they were against me. And So I sue the PBA and they're ordered to provide me with legal counsel. My attorney was charging me $50 an hour at that point because litigation is just so expensive. Which is nothing, right? Nothing. Yeah, it's zero. So he said, look, I'm happy to continue as your attorney and I'll do the same rate. We'll just do the corporate rate of, you know, 50 an hour. So I contacted PBS and look, my guy is willing to take the 50 an hour. And they were pissed at me because I sued them. And they're like, no, you don't get to pick your lawyer. We pick your lawyer. So they picked this firm that was charging three fifty an hour. And uh, the guy, because I had a, a good connection with that firm, the guy that handled my case was a good guy. But they blew through that. And then when Patty Lynch got elected, he wanted to get rid of all this uh, conflict counsel stuff that was going on because I think he was concerned that there were kickbacks or whatever or whatever. So it, 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 in my opinion, like it was almost like how much is Joe Murray's legal fee? Uh, 9,500 right now we paid. Okay. There's a new rule. 9,500. You don't get a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) That does the cap for conflict counsel. I was like, are you kidding me? On the eve of trial, so what did you do? PBA comes down. So I had to represent myself. Well, so were you, were you an attorney at the time or not? I, I was a high school graduate. I had oh, one <laughs> one semester of college. Oh my god! But I had to do this. I mean, what am I going to do? I, so the, no money. the judge was trying to counsel me. She's like, "You really should have an attorney." I'm like, "Judge, I'm broke. I, I just can't do it." So I had a good friend of mine 
uh, Tom Galligan, who was the most honorable person I know, was a judge in Manhattan. You may know him. He did the Central Park case. Yeah. Uh, he was my mother's godfather. So I would go to him for advice and how do I do Counseling. this? And he was doing jury selection. Godfather. <laughs> he would have me sit in to watch how lawyers would pick juries and stuff. So I'm learning as mm -hmm. I go. So anyway, make a long story shorter. shorter uh, I go through this. I pick the jury. There were nine witnesses. I shit on every one of them. I knew this case better than anyone else. Now they're bringing up their expert witness. And this was so funny because my mother worked for a medical practice. She was a, like a practice manager. I said, I, don't, I need somebody to look at these records. So she had a lawyer, there, uh, uh, a doctor there, look at the medical records to see like what was going on. And her husband happened to be a malpractice attorney. So he called me up. And he kind of gave me the nuts and bolts of, you know, to put the guys' jaws, nerve. To yeah, put the know. guys' jaws back together. Yeah. So, <laughs> but this is how how crazy this is. They had their expert that they only fed certain documents that were favorable to him. I worked at Lefrak. I had every authorization wow. for every doctor that he went to that this expert didn't have. So. As I'm doing this cross-examination, the city attorney is looking at me like, no, don't, don't ask any questions. Let me do this. You know, he's like, because you could ask something and screw this whole thing up. Yeah. I was like, I got this. I'm crossing <laughs> this guy. It was my best day at trial. I, taught, I knew the medicine better than this guy. And then when I asked him, I was like, so you're saying there was nerve damage and... Um, there's a evidence of an aroma and, you know, like going through all the terminology and he's looking at me like, how is this guy, you know, this mm -hmm. dumb boxer. <laughs> so he, he thought this was going to be, you know, this was on and off. The you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, wouldn't it, uh, he had a CT scan, but wouldn't an MRI have, you know, revealed whether or not there was an aroma? He was like, yeah, would have, but the one wasn't done. I said, can I have this marked and shown to the witness? <laughs> <laughs> what is that document? Because it's an MRI, you know. <laughs> so that was great. And then, uh, you know, I, I tore him up. So now I'm on the stand. They it's like Uncle me. Vinny, uh, <laughs> NYPD version. <laughs> yes. So my Uncle Vinny, my, my so, Uncle jo Joe Murray. <laughs> so he calls me as a witness. And in civil court, you have to take the stand. Uh -huh. You can't. It's not like criminal court. We. So I'm on the stand now, mm -hmm. and the batting order was the plaintiff went first, the city attorney went, and then I went, like as attorneys would go. And you would go one round, and then you could do a recross, right. you know, and go round and round. So I'm on the stand now, and he's questioning me, and he's going through the whole thing, and he gets to this one part, and I see, you know, he, he asked me, you know, the punch, he threw a punch, did he hit you? I said, yeah, he hit me. It was like a glancing thing. I don't, I don't, he didn't hit me in the face. So, uh, so he says, did you have any injuries? So I was like, oh, sorry. So he says, well, did you have any injuries? I said, actually, I did. Now I see this panicked look in his face because as a lawyer, you never ask a question you, you don't, don't know, know the, the answer, answer to. to. That's right. And he just had to know what was the injury I had. So he's like, so what was the injury you had? I said, I had these cuts on my hand. So he goes, well, what was that from? I said, must have been all the glass in his jaw. <laughs> A freaking jury, you know, cracking yeah, up. Exploded and left. Oh, my God. <laughs> so 
we're doing our whole thing and uh, the city goes and he questions me. Now it would have been my turn to question me. How do I question myself? So the judge is like, you know what, we're going to stop here when it's your turn for the defendant to present your case. You could testify and then we'll continue. So I was like, wow. So then they call their last witness and they, they rest. So once they rest, the judge looks at me and says, do you have witnesses? And I did. I was calling Ali. Yeah. I was calling him to come down. Pacta. You know, like <laughs> I had a couple of witnesses. A rogues gallery of witnesses. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, but I didn't have a losing day. I shit on every one of his witnesses, including yeah. him. Oh, I didn't tell you that. When I had him on the stand. So funny. When I had, real quick, I had him on the stand. <laughs> so I'm questioning him. Like, where was I? When position me for the jury, where was I? Okay, you were standing here next to the table. And where were you? I was up on the desk. So I got up on the desk, the defense table there. And I said, where were your hands? He goes, well, they were behind me. So I'm like positioning myself. I said, okay, so this is how you're sitting, right? This is how you're sitting when a cop confronts you about handcuffing and smacking another guy around, a friend of his. This is how you're sitting. He goes, no, I wasn't sitting like that. I said, Your Honor, could I please have him step down off the stand and position us where we were for the jury? <laughs> oh, this is great. She goes, oh, that, yeah, fine. That's fine. We haven't seen each other in eight years. Yeah. So he now gets down off the stand. He's walking towards me. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets like closer to me. And I'm like, so where was I when <laughs> where position like, me where we were you know forget it I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> I don't want to do anymore I want to go I'm home sorry, I want to go home I want to go home can we make this stop oh my god he Bob. was a <laughs> stuttering stumbling and I'm thinking to myself this guy's a homicide detective he yeah. testifies all the time yeah. there's no way I'm going to shake this guy yeah. oh my god he couldn't stop shaking the whole time yeah. so uh he you think he might be putting on a show though for the jury though? I don't know. Probably I mean, not. But I didn't even care. It that was my you. justice, right? It, it could have worked against you if you. I was like, so then what did I do? I threw him. <laughs> so, did he flinch? So yeah, it was so funny. Um, so we end up. Uh, he rests, and they go to me. Do you want to present your case? I said, I rest. I said, I don't have a losing day. So they were upset because they didn't get to question me again because of the that was a batting order. Oh, okay. I was like, so the judge is like, you're not going to testify? I was like, judge, I've been testifying for two weeks <laughs> because I'm questioning you. Right, right, right. Isn't it true when I did this, you did that? You know, like I was sure. testifying. So uh, just to set this up real quick, right before the trial started, I, I'm not an attorney, and I talked to a couple of attorneys, and they said, look, you being a defendant, having no money, you're useless to him. He's really going after the city. So you should tell him, and it's legal, you can ask him if he'll sign a release to not execute judgment against me. And in exchange for that, I just won't put up a defense. I'll let him do what he wants to do. Right. And at this point, I didn't care. I was like, fine, let him, you know. So I go to his attorney and I present this to him and he's like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. he goes, Let me talk to my client. And he comes back all defeated looking. He goes, no, he wants he you. He wanted to, blood. He wants you to pay. Yeah, he wanted so blood. I said, okay. But that's ultimately what made him lose. So the day the jury gets the verdict, 
not gets the verdict. They get the case, and now they start deliberating. The courtroom. Who's is the packed. jury on this trial? A civil trial, like um, six. It was six. Uh, it's not twelve civil trials. Are six jurors. Has to be unanimous. No, it doesn't oh. have to be. Actually, it wasn't. It was five to one. So mm-hmm. you, you can have a five-one split. Um. So the jury gets the case, and the courtroom's packed with detectives. I'm like, what the heck? You know, it's packed. Uh, the jury, they can't finish. Uh, they could, couldn't reach a verdict, so we had to come back the next day. So I call a friend of mine. I'm like, what? Because who's in the squad with him? I said, what was that all about? He goes, he's bragging to everyone that they offered him 500000 and he could possibly get 750000 from the jury. So he declined their offer. First of all, that's a lie. I would have known right, if they right. made an offer. Uh, I certainly didn't offer that. So he scheduled his own victory slash retirement party. So they all come down for the party. Uh, no verdict. So the next day it comes back. Jury comes in with their verdict, and it's a defense verdict total. Like It's not guilty, not guilty. In, in civil trials, the first question is, was Officer Murray justified in striking Detective Petrak? If yes, report your verdict. If no, go to question two. Was the broken jaw like what you know? You then equate the damages. Mm-hmm. So it was yes, and they came back and reported their verdict. So uh, he you saw the air come out of him. Stormed out of there. He was so upset. Now that brings me to something real quick that I have to just <laughs> add to this. Twenty years later. My good friend Kevin Schroeder is being um, installed as the vice president of RDNY, and he invited me to come down to the Where ceremony. Uh, retired, retired detectives. detectives York, mm-hmm. yeah. So he had the table right next to the dais. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking across the table. And I'm like, is that the prosecutor that prosecuted me? I'm like, what is this, a sick joke? What? <laughs> Why is this guy here? So... Who I didn't dislike. Right. He did. He was fair about it, and I think he really, you know, believed in my defense to it. So I go up to him and I, do you remember me? He goes, Oh, I remember you. <laughs> so, Everybody remembers so, you. So and he rattles off the case, chapter and verse, every detail. I'm like, Wow, how do you remember that? He goes, You know, how I remember that because that was the last case I got to work in the trial bureau. No detective would work with me after that. Wow. I was like, Are you kidding me? So then he tells me a funny story. He says, Look, you know, when this thing, I presented to the grand jury and. Tony testified, and then you testified. And then I had to walk back to my office to tell him that, you know, no true bill. So he says, I told him, uh, you know, no true bill. And he goes, he picked up a chair and he threw it across the room and, you know, like had a real hissy fit. (laughs) And he was like, that's when I said to myself, now I know why this Joe Murray hit hit this guy. (laughs) Like, I, I... I have heard so many crazy stories about him. So right after the verdict, he retires. He has his victory party or whatever, and he retires. But it was a, I would imagine the party was a little different. It was a little (laughs) deflated. So was it was was it with a forty? No, there was no shrimp. There was no caviar. It was just forty. It was just sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of forties in in the on the west side over there in the West Village under some bridge. I get a phone call from a friend of mine who's in the squad there. The homicide, and he says, uh, "You're not going to believe this." 
He goes, he retired. It was January of 2001. And when he left, he took a permit and he took a bunch of them, maybe 10 of them, I don't know, from the bottom of the pile. Parking one permit. to his girlfriend, one to his wife. Parking one to permit. This, parking permit, the homicide uh, pla- mm. placard. So the person that he gave it to, I think it was his girlfriend, was blocking a driveway in Midtown. So the cops get there, and now the, the captain comes and says, run that plate, find out whose it is. So they call the homicide, and they're like, it's not been assigned. It's, it's not been given out. All right, do a 61, sit on the car, wait for the person to come back. The girlfriend comes back, they lock her up. They bring her in, she gives him up. So they don't care, they just want the permits back. Right, right. So they call to you know try to get them. And uh, a friend of mine told me that, you know, she even called him and said, look, they're on their way to your house, don't open the door, don't talk to them. So uh, him being the tough guy that he is, they get to the house and he opens the door and we want these permits. Fuck you, I'm retired. They were like, no, fuck you. You're on terminal. You're suspended. Give me your gun. Give me your shield. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this guy. Not Couldn't only, get out of his own way, man. He's just, you know. So this this little experience that you had. With the, so, civil, this, with the civil court, this tiny experience that you had. You tiny know. little thing. I win this. It dominated your whole existence, but it, it turned out pretty good. It did. The Why? judge tells me, she says, Officer Murray did an amazing job at the trial. You should consider going to law school. <laughs> okay. But didn't you have to finish so, college first? <laughs> I went one semester. <laughs> so a lot of schooling. So I'm going to school, and then 9 11 came sure. after that. And uh, You go to school while you're. We're still working. I was still working. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, I was so torn by that. I had a lot of anger inside of me after all this nonsense that I went through, right. and they put me through. I thought that might You couldn't been, have a career. You couldn't really, like, do your job properly. Yeah. You always had I was leaving one mind. way or the other. I was going to law school, or I was going to kill terrorists. So I was going to go with Tom Kennedy. <laughs> you go with Tommy and, Kennedy. And, and, uh, <laughs> kill terrorists. But my kids were so hurt by... 9-11 and you know my son I just remembered I mean he was like five or six and it was so sad the day after I was getting ready to go to work and one of his good friends that he was in school with his father didn't come home oh god this guy this kid Ray and uh he just didn't get it you know I was like Joe the, the towers fell already I'm not in danger but he's like, no, Ray's dad went to work down there, and he didn't come home. I don't want you not to come home. And I, I, he was inconsolable. Right. And uh, so I told him, I said, you got to tell Ray that your father is going down to look for Ray's father. I mean, it was just horrible. What do you do? You know? How old was and, your son? Uh, he uh, was five. I think he was five, five or six. Uh, he was born in October. So, yeah, so he was five. Um, so I, I really waited out and I just, you know, with my kids and stuff, I decided to go to law school. So in June of 2002, I left the job. I vested 15, uh, 15, 15? minus a couple suspension days. And then, uh, <laughs> I went to law school. I, first I finished my undergrad. I had to do the undergrad. 
And as you know, when you vest, you get nothing. You have no benefits, right, no, no pension until your 20th anniversary. So for so five years, you had nothing. I had loans. I had uh, student you know, loans. Student loans, pension loans. Were you still took, married at the time? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, but married to my second wife at this point. You know, No, actually, I didn't. Yeah, I think we just got married in November of 2002. Mm-hmm. So I vested first. I learned my lesson the first time. Vested <laughs> first. And then I got married and um, went to college, finished college, went to law school. Like Where'd it was all or school? nothing. I went to Queens College from 2000 to 03 and then CUNY Law School from 03 to 06. But it was like oh. I put all my eggs in this basket. Full time. Full time. And how were you supporting yourself? Like I said, I took I had deferred comp money. I took that out. I took. You know, pen, I took the big pension loan when I left. What are you talking, four or five years? Basically five years, five years before the pension. Yeah. It took you five years from the time that you vested out until you actually became... Well, no. Uh, I left in 02 and I graduated 06 from law school. So it took mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, undergrad was 2000 to 2003 and then three to six. And I left in 02. And then you had to take But I the took loans. I took, yeah. And then, but and then no, when law you got school. The guy El Chapo was a client. That was, <laughs> I've, I've had so many clients like that. It's crazy. <laughs> my law practice. I love my law practice. But you became um, a civil defense, I mean, um, a criminal defense I lawyer. I started out doing construction litigation. I went for the work at this firm in Queens um, just to like get out of the criminal world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they kept, Pulling you, right? they pulled you back. Well, in. everyone knows I'm um, Joe Murray, the cop, and yeah. they know my crazy stories. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the guy. You gotta get him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So finally, I just started doing the criminal stuff, and uh, the uh, like you said that you know, just when you think you're out, mm-hmm. they they pull you back in. So I started doing the criminal stuff, and it just came so easy. I mean, you know. The, with the job and yeah. knowing, and it was so funny to see the cops' reaction because I would you? start questioning that. I actually had two trials where I knew guys that were testifying. Look, yeah. I looked a little different. I didn't have the mustache anymore and yeah. the gray hair, mm-hmm. but uh, it was like I, you know, I know this. I know this so well, and I ended up doing some pretty high-profile cases that I just came my way. Um, one of them is the Elliot Spitzer case. Uh, the former governor, Elliot Spitzer, had this young lady girlfriend of his for about five years. And on one night they were together, it was uh, Valentine's Day in uh, 2016. They get into an argument. He strangles her, you know, the, um, throws her around. She reports it to the police. He's now trying to text her to try to get her out of the squad. You know, please come down. Don't do this. He gets, she gets in a call with him. He takes her to the airport. She goes back to Russia. Uh, she's Russian. And, you know, everyone talks about Donald Trump obstructing justice. There can never be a clearer case than this case because while she's in Russia— Everything hits. The news hits. The papers about Spitzer and her. It somehow got out. 
And uh, he calls her up. Is, and he, is he governor at this time? Or no? He's already stepped down from his prior client number five, client or number nine, number yeah. nine or something. Yeah. So he he steps down, and uh, now she's in Russia, and they want her to participate in this prosecution. Uh, but something very funny happened. It was Midtown North Squad. There was no collusion, it. right? <laughs> no collusion from her part. Midtown North Squad had the case. And uh, it ultimately, because of Cy Vance's relationship with Spitzer, he recused himself and it got prosecuted by the Bronx. So the Bronx steps in. And once the Bronx is in, the case gets transferred to Bronx homicide. A misdemeanor domestic violence case gets transferred to Bronx homicide. And now after I received this discovery information, I realize why. They're going after her. So they had marching orders to go after her and research her and go through her background. That's not how you prosecute no, a case. No, of course not. Yeah. Unless you're trying to protect somebody. And it just became so obvious what they were doing and you know he's the, he, just to stop you one second he's the only democrat i ever voted for i voted for him for governor and he turned out to be the sleaziest dirtbag on this well there's more sleazier ones now yeah but yeah. he's a sleazy dirtbag you know what's you so know funny? how to pick him yeah he's <laughs> the only democrat i ever voted for in my life i was an intern for his office yeah. when he was the attorney general wow when i was in law school i interned at the attorney general's office and 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 he's there so how funny is that uh, well, the I, ironies of. I'm going to cut you off because yeah. um, Andrew's got a. He's got a something he wants to hear the story about, and then we got to plug your race for the DA. So we Love got it. about I don't know four minutes a piece on him, but he's fascinated with this story about how um, you have some involvement with the MMA. If you can't tell, he's, uh, yes. he's involved in that. Yes. He's dedicated most of his life to it. I saw his eyes perk up. Yeah. And, uh, so I, aside from the Spitzer case, and I, I've had some other high-profile cases that just seemed to come my way, Conor McGregor is their, you know, uh, big uh, UFC guy. Right. You know, he's like the franchise. And uh, as you may be aware, back uh, last year, he attacked the bus at Barclays Center. And, well publicized. Um, well publicized. And, and one he of the just guys, punched an old guy in a bar in Ireland, too, in <laughs> yeah, Dublin. Yeah, just see something that? Something wrong with that guy. There know? is something. There's really I, something wrong with him. Man. It's unfortunate. I can't even because be a fan, and I'm Irish. I, I, root, I root against him. Now, he had such you know? a brilliant career, yeah. and he's just falling apart. He's an EDP, as we say in the police he, service. Yeah, that's right. That's an emotionally uh, disturbed person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's young enough where he can rescue his career and... and Hopefully he does, but... Uh, who are you representing? I represent Mike Chiesa, who was on the bus. And Mike Chiesa, because of the bus, that he was sitting right at the seat where that dolly hit the, the window and mm -hmm. got his face cut, and he was supposed to fight. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. So he missed the fight because he got a cut on his face from McGregor throwing that... Correct. Correct. And you're representing him. Yeah. So uh, that's one of my... So when we talk about the DA's office, I love my practice. I have such a great practice. I represent Marcus Brown, light heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. 
I love what I do. When you mm-hmm. love your job and you come to work, like it's the greatest job. What are you charging an hour these days? Five, six hundred an hour? It depends. It depends. Like for some low lives like us. <laughs> <laughs> you said you, so, you said you'd love your practice. Uh, are you I, ready to I, say I love you're ready it, to say but, but this this democratic primary that just took place in Queens was shocking. It was just shocking how far to the left everyone is going. And this nonsense that I see going on with... Richard Brown passed away. He did, yeah. He was a good DA. He was good. You're talking about the anti-police sentiment out there. This water bucket dumping and, uh, you know, I see videos of people like... They're all taking pictures while cops are on the floor struggling with people. Nobody's helping. No. Mm -hmm. And people are even trying to pull them off. So even though you love your practice and you love what you do, you... You feel an obligation to... You know what really hurt me is that not one person came forward. There's five DAs in New York City, for each one for each borough. Not one of them took a stand and said, not in my borough. You will not treat cops this way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to back the cops and we're going to prosecute those. We're not going to plea bargain those cases. Send a message but it's an uphill battle. But we don't do this in a civilized society. And I tell people all the time, like, I represent defendants. Who's in there now? Uh, the acting DA is Jack Ryan. He was under... He was, used to be with the FBI, and then he has he got uh, wrote but books. He's, and he's he not a TV running. Show, right? He's not running. He wants nothing <laughs> not to do that with Jack it. Not Jack Ryan. No, 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 no. Well, Joe, how many, how many um, DAs are running for the Republican nomination? No, wasn't it? Oh, what about the I'm lady? The You're the only one. one. Yeah, I'm the only one. Oh, uh, wasn't the lady? There was a, somebody, uh, an AOC associate or something like that, supposed to. Tiffany Caban is what we, you know, this Democratic Socialist Party is at war with the Democrat Party, right? Like AOC, that they just have a stranglehold and they're taking over. Uh, she knocked out Joe Crowley. Joe Crowley was in the running to be. You know, the, yeah, but how uh, bad did he really want to win? I mean, the, you know, he was I, there for so long. It's not how bad he wanted to win. It's how bad he took for granted. Yeah, some bartender. Right. Well, that's what I meant in a way. It's like how how if he really was on his game, probably wouldn't yeah. have lost. I, I doubt yeah. he did well, much campaigning almost, at all. It, it, but it was since almost that like Hillary Clinton didn't campaign, in yeah, areas, yeah, thought she was going to win. Since that happened, though, right? Since you had. Um, AOC in there now. There's a isn't there a female DA uh, uh, wants to be the Queens DA? Yes. She, what did she is, think she was just going to jump in there right after the fact that he no, passed she, away? No, she ran. In she the ran. Primary. There were, but I she think, lost to Jack Ryan. No, she lost to Melinda Katz. Okay. There was a very contested uh, Democratic primary, and on election day, Tiffany Caban won. She mm-hmm. won by 1,100 votes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, it's the cop in me. When I'm watching the results come in, I see Tiffany, come on, oh, we won, this mm-hmm. is great. Um, then they go over to Melinda Katz, and I'm looking at her, and she looks like the cat that ate the canary. Like, she knew ahead of time, I got this in the bank. We have absentee ballots. They already told me. I, you know, like, that was my impression. Right. That something funny's going on mm-hmm. here. So they had this heated... Um, Recount, recount, but not just a recount. There were absentee ballots that people who are registered already can't be there to pull the lever. Well, now just to to check the box, 
they send them in. But there's affidavit ballots, and the affidavit ballots are people who show up at a polling site and they go to sign the book and their name's out in the book for whatever reason. Maybe they mm-hmm. you know, just registered or there was a defect in the way they registered. They didn't you know, do a party so, affiliation. So what happened? So what happened is they were doing the recount and I think over a hundred absentee ballots were thrown out. Now the absentee thrown out, thrown out. So they were marked, marked wrong. They were they were improperly prepared. A dangling okay. Chad. A da- <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so Melinda Katz wins by fifty-five votes. Oh my God. And what is she? She's a Democrat, but a moderate Democrat, or a liberal? Just no, a liberal. Both, they're both like far. Left. They're both yeah, far left. She's, she's. They're both. I think the primary pulled her. Into the insanity camp. Yeah, yeah. That's, you kind of sort of have to know. They feel like they you know, like closing anyway. so, Rikers Island. So where uh, is she now? This shocking. Melinda Katz. She's the current borough president in Queens. Okay, but the DA's office now. Richard Brown passes away. So the acting DA is Jack. So Ryan. he was the next one Not up. Not the Hollywood Jack, but yeah. So the, he was the next one up. Yeah. But now at this coming elections, who are you running against? It's now. So what happened is I backed. Um, Great Obviously, Lake. he probably wants to keep the job. No, he's Jack, out. He, oh, he don't want it? No, he's done. Okay. So I backed Judge Lasak in the I know the Judge Lasak. He used to speak great at a homicide course. Yeah. He's just a great guy. He has so much experience. 25 years as a prosecutor, 14 years on the bench. I appeared before him. I loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he ran, I, I just fully supported him. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed that, you know, the turnout was just horrible. Well, how are you going to get how are you going to get the turnout to? And he lost, so the Republicans asked him because Melinda Katz has no qualifications to be DA. She's never had any criminal Why justice experience. Why should that experience. stand in the way of her getting the you, job? One might think. <laughs> so the Republicans asked uh, Greg Lasak to run on their line, and Greg just said, "I'm not going to do it." So I said, "Well, listen, if you don't mind, I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. this is insane what they're trying to do." Mm-hmm. And I went to the Republicans, and I met with them, and I talked to them, and they were more than happy to put me on the ballot. So it's me against Melinda. When is he le- November fifth? Wow. So all right. So I, I think you should we gotta gotta meet you in the tenth precinct. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get. Uh, I gotta, gotta get, get people out to vote. But I, I gotta tell you, the biggest thing when I go and I have my speaking engagements, I introduce them, tell them who I am. Sometimes I'll even give them some of the story as to how I got here because I want to make clear I'm not a politician. Mm-hmm. I love my job. Melinda Katz is term limited out. She needs a job. I don't need a job. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. So well, you're willing to be this, of service. I'm re-entering public service to do the right thing because there's crazy laws that were just passed about no cash bail. You know what I couldn't believe? That a perpetrator that uh, commits a violent crime can go visit the crime scene. Not only visit the crime scene, the witnesses and victims' information is going to be ordered to be revealed to them. That is outrageous. Who are you going to get to prosecute these cases? Nobody's going to want to come forward. And witnesses, right. They're going to say, I'm not getting... It's insane. So somebody with a little backbone and... Knowledge and experience. But this needs is coming to ta- from the state legislature. Yes. These, we got to push back and fight. It's going to happen. These people are nuts. Because once this starts happening and it's a relative of theirs, yeah. this you'll is see a how 2019 fast. election? Next All right, month. So it's coming up. Next month. Wow. We got to get the fifth. people out to vote. 
Yeah, so it's so important. Forbid we're not national yet. But I. But, this but it's is, only for Queens. It's at the, you got to vote in your borough. Queens borough. I can't yeah. come over there and vote. Well, you can. If you're a Democrat, you can vote. You know, there's plenty of dumb um, people on yeah, the rolls. Yeah, that's you, right. You know, we'll, we'll, you can't we'll do that you thing in. where you can exchange votes with somebody yeah. across yeah. the country. Maybe you don't I could need identification so. because that's that's a that's a you know it's stupid. That's a violation of your rights. Having yeah, ID. it's a federal law now. You know? So, yeah. but real quick, so when I go to my speaking engagements, I tell them who I am and what I'm about and stuff. And I said, let me just take a poll for a second. You know, and I said, just by a show of hands, raise your hand if you think we have corrupt politicians in New York. And everyone raises their hand. They look around. It's a very corrupt state. And they start laughing at each other like, you know, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I say, okay, next question. Raise your hand if you know the name of the last corrupt politician that was prosecuted by a district attorney. Mm -hmm. And they're just looking There's no back one, right? and forth. So it was the, the feds. feds are the only ones that. The feds are the only ones. the feds ones. are corrupt, too. We've learned. We've seen that. <laughs> yeah. But. Why is that okay? And I tell them that. Why is that okay? We've just accepted it. We had the guy, the federal uh, prosecutor, the, the Indian guy, and he was doing, he was cleaning up, man. He was going after the Hasids and everything, and then all of a sudden, he disappeared. <laughs> no, he made the mistake. He was, yeah. it, was it was a Trump let him stay. Yep. But yep. he made the mistake and started bad mouthing Trump. So he was like, all right, I let you stay, but now you got to go. Get out of here. So that was it. <laughs> after doing that, I explained to them. I'm a Democrat running on the Republican line. Mm -hmm. The Democratic Party hates me because mm -hmm. I'm challenging their girl. And, you know, mm -hmm. the Republican Party, well, he's a Democrat, will tolerate him because he's the yeah, most but so qualified. Was Bloomberg. Bloomberg was a Democrat that ran as a Republican. Well, technically, but, so is Trump. But the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the point is, I, I don't owe anything to either party, I don't owe anything to anyone. I'm a self made guy. I'm going in this to fight corruption. And one of the things that I, I said I'm going to do, and I've already started recruiting, is I'm forming my own, the DA, you know, the DA squad, I'm forming my own, what I call the untouchable squad. Force. These are, I, first guy I asked was Mike O'Keefe, because I know Mike from he's years great, ago. Mike, yep. And he's such a super smart guy and, you know, not afraid of anything. I would love to get Tommy involved. I'm going. To, I, I grew up in Queens my whole life. Everybody I know is still in Queens. I'm going to uh, spread the word on social media, and I'm going to get everybody, including all my family and friends, to go out and vote for you. Oh, I was waiting for the for you. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. That. We have to push it. We have to. We have yeah, to. It checks for fifty thousand. <laughs> Murray. It really is so important because no, it really is. It's, there's a lot depending on it. Queens on. is where I grew up. I love the borough. I think it's it's one of the last. I mean, you know, as far as still do things the right way. Still, if there's a crime committed, that you know, they will get prosecuted. Um, you can trust them. Yeah. You know? You know what's happening, though? This is so funny. Um, I call it the Trump factor. Like, when people were polled and stuff, his polls were down, whatever. But when they went into the booth, they voted for Trump. That's how Yeah, because went. nobody wants to get have a headache that's of having to defend themselves for it. That's what's happening with me. Mm -hmm. I have people coming up to me. I have a big campaign headquarters right on Queens Boulevard across from the courthouse. And people are just walking in off the street, and they're like, look... You know, the Democrat Party is the Democrat Party. I can't donate to your campaign because all of that gets reported. Like, but you're so much more qualified. We're voting for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of people that are, they realize what's at stake. They want to build this 27-story jail 
right in Kew Gardens in a residential area. That's because they want to break up Rikers Island for some reason. And I don't understand. It's the it's is it the real estate or is it that they you know they want to break up Rikers Island? I think somebody's getting paid on yeah. this. Every borough is supposed to get their Blasio. own jail yeah. just so they can get to it is court the quicker. Dumbest idea. How much cool? What 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 difference is an hour or two making an inmate's day? Yeah, we talking about travel well, you know, time. It's come full circle where. The inmates are more important than the public yes. and people who haven't committed crimes. Well, if you're trying They're to so important. if you're trying to make let felons vote, then it's it's important that's that outrageous. we we get them that's out of prison yeah. so they can vote. But yeah, I gotta they earn the right to vote. The funnest part about this is I can just be 100 percent me, you know, honest. myself, me, and yeah. honest. The press they're like amazed by me. So, like for example, there was a. A press inquiry. They sent both of us an inquiry to respond to an issue. So it was the raising of the age law that came in about sending cases to family court, which I don't agree with. And uh, he goes, we need you to respond to this by tomorrow, whatever, four o'clock or something. So I wrote a manuscript. I wrote the whole thing. Like, I never did a press inquiry, but I was like, all right, let me just put how I feel and what I think the law should be and why this is happening. So the next day I talked to the reporter and uh, he's laughing. And I'm like, what? what, did I do something wrong? He goes, we got two lines through three spokespersons from Melinda Katz. Yours was so detailed, we're going to put it on the back page. And we still had to cut it down and make it fit. <laughs> he goes, what's your word count? You know, they're so not used to somebody speaking from the heart right, and right, the truth. Right. So I do that, and uh, I just got interviewed by another newspaper, the Queen's Chronicle, and uh, please come in, we want to interview you, come in for a, you know, a one hour interview. Well, two and a half hours into the interview, because I'm going through this, I'm <laughs> explaining can, to we them, can see how that is. I, I'm telling you, we can see how that could happen. I, I'm giving them the truth. Right. We talk stop and frisk. The oh, prison. stop question and frisk. Don't leave out stop the question, question and frisk. All right, well, let's just pump it up. Let's pump it up. Let's get everybody out there who's a fan of the show and you live in Queens to go out there on November 5th and vote for Joe Murray. He's running for Queens DA. It's very, very important if you live in Queens that he's your DA. And you don't want the other side. And for you guilty Democrats, Katz. he's a Democrat. Running as a Republican, right. so you can commit a sin. Everybody's it's everybody's happy. Sin. It's something for everyone. And you know what's going to happen. You know what'll happen if you don't vote for him. That's right. You're going to get a visit. <laughs> he might have, he might stop by your house and pay you. a visit. You have a good dental plan. <laughs> well, listen, we had a uh, marvelous time with you, uh, and I can, you, I, you know, obviously we don't have enough time. We need at least another hour or two. Oh, so we're going to ask you to come back sure. uh, when sure. you win the election. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing, right? He wins uh, the election, and then we're going to have the Queen. We're going to have we're going to have the Queen's DA in the house That's at that right. point. Absolutely. So I wish I you the best of luck, I, man. I feel so good Thank about you so much. It. Thank I, you so much I, for sharing. Guys for giving and it's an amazing journey that, that he went on. And it's, uh, it's so funny I, how things happen. And if you pay attention in life, like sometimes you might think this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. So and you right. go through this rough patch and then it leads to this, um, you know, there's a, there's silver lining in that cloud. There's a rainbow at the end of it. And, uh, it's just amazing story yeah. that you wound up here in this place after but you know, you know high school education, back, one year worth of college. The dumb boxer. Starts now, boxing as a cop. Now I got the governor and I'm cross-examining him. And, and that was just, you know. Amazing. It's amazing. Everything that happened in my life had to happen. 
for you to get here to save to save Queens. I didn't realize it then, but now everything. This is the first step. I I see some brilliant things happening for you. Somebody who was a cop, a defense attorney. A violent felon. <laughs> and then I and now a, a your new Queens representing the MMA fighters. Right, right. So once again, if you're if you're out there um, uh, in Queens, uh, make sure that you vote on November fifth. Yeah, for uh, Joe, Joe Murray, Murray for Queens, Queens DA. DA. Shout out to Mike Chiesa real quick. Alrighty. He, when he heard about all my anti-corruption stuff, he he was the first one to volunteer. He says, "You need executive protection, my friend." Because <laughs> uh-huh. I'll be here. I want to be on that you. team too, man. That's right. Oh, before I go, I also want to make an announcement. Um, the Stand Up for Autism show is coming up in November too. We're going to post that on uh, on the podcast as well. If you're out in Long Island, Suffolk, and Nassau, retired Sergeant Suzanne Creek, she does a wonderful job with this show. It's, uh, um, we'll put it up. We'll post it up at the end of the, uh, we'll put up a, a little thing at the end of the show. But uh, thanks again for tuning in to Police Off the Cuff. And we appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. And uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully. With some better news, we got a big announcement coming up. Yes. Why do you take a picture? Why do you take a picture?